Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. Hey, Margaret. Uh, this is, hey, Royalties and Yoga. Hey, 76 Group. Oh, y'all know, y'all wait for me to hit the record button before you pop in. I'm seeing what's happening now. All right. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching, if you're new here, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help you guys get your business paperwork together. Thank you for the happy Tuesday royalties and yoga. Uh, yes, so things like getting your uh, business registered with the state, meaning your articles of incorporation, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, having operating agreements, uh, basic brand protection strategies, making sure you have appropriate contracts for clients and business partners, hiring policies that don't violate federal law. <laughs> I help you uh, establish all of those things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, I'm so happy you asked. Uh, I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. Uh, so if you are in the startup phase of your business and you think you, or, you know, you know, you need some help, some legal help, or if you are thinking about starting a business and you just don't know where to start, I'm your girl. And if you want to get in contact with me, there are many ways to do that. One of the first ways, uh, one of the best ways is to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And if you are a first time client, book your free 15 minute consultation. Okay. That is only for first time clients. Uh, second, you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet. It is a PDF document that basically takes you, um, through the process of choosing what type of business you want to start and giving you those initial steps to getting it, um, done in seven days or less. Right. Uh, so, uh, as well, um, at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can subscribe to my YouTube and my, uh, podcast where you can watch all the back episodes of this show or listen to them, you know, however format you want to consume your media. Um, and uh, many of my digital products, my video trainings, my eBooks and things like that, those are available at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm as well. So my EIN training, my video training, where I actually take you to the IRS um, website where you can get your EIN number um, and I show you how to do it. My DUNS number training where I do the exact same thing. My operating agreement training where I show you how to create a single member LLC operating agreement. You can pick all those up at NPL Consulting LLC, okay? Um, but yes, so that is enough about me, High King Irie Herbals LLC. Let's talk about the show. So the way that the show works, I see a couple of new faces in here today. Um, the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from uh, blog sites, stories that you lovely people send me. Hey, Miss Whitney. Um, Y'all go check out my girl, Miss Whitney at K. Russo Apparel, okay? Um, stories that I think have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we discuss them, okay? So this is a time for all of us 
to get our comments, our questions in as long as they are respectful. Hello, Sincere39, all right? So I want everybody to participate. I will be asking questions. I will be, you know, asking for emojis and things like that. So, you know, keep your fingers ready. Keep your eyes and your ears open, all right? Okay. So first story that we are talking about tonight. Uh, in my stories this morning, I asked you guys if uh, you were fans of the producer slash rapper by the name of Jay Dilla. Now, the people who responded in the poll, I got about 42% who said yes. So looking at this group here, is anyone here a fan of Jay Dilla? And while you, hey Zephyrina, if you are a fan of Jay Dilla, give me a J in the comments. Now, for those of you who may not know who Jay Dilla is, he is a, again, he's a producer and rapper. He was one of the founding members of the group Slum Village. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in 2006 due to uh, what is believed to be a blood disorder or um, possibly lupus. Thank you, King Irie Herbals, LLC. Uh, but he left behind a discography that is still treasured by many fans today, right? Um, so, like I said, Jay Dilla passed away in 2006. That was 14 years ago. Thank you, Royalties and Yoga. Um, and... There was a, an album that he released days before his death called Donuts, um, and there was a song on that album called Working On It. Anybody here who gave me a J for Jay Dilla, if you remember his uh, song Working On It, give me a one in the comments. If you are a Jay Dilla fan and you remember his song Working On It, give me a one in the comments, okay? Now, um... This song has, um, you know, even even though Jay Dilla is no longer here, his family still, you know, has his intellectual property rights. So they're able to make money from that. Um, and Jay Dilla's song, Working On It, was actually licensed out to Netflix and was used in two of uh, Dave Chappelle's comedy specials, right? Um Here's the issue. Here's why we're talking about Jay Dilla today. There is a company called Manken Music Limited. They are suing uh, Jay Dilla's estate or recording company um, because apparently there is a song that they recorded, a, a group recorded called the 10 CCs, a song called The Worst Band in the World. Um, it was created in 1974. And they are saying that... Um, Jay Dilla and his people illegally used a sample of this song from the 10CC's album and they want damages. They say that they have been trying to reach Jay Dilla's people since 2014. Please remember that Jay Dilla passed away in 2006. So they, they said they've been trying to reach, you know, Jay Dilla's people, whoever, for the last six years, but they have filed a copyright infringement suit against Jay Dilla's estate and they want um, the damages that have, you know, arisen from his, you know, unauthorized use of their work. And they also want destruction of, you know, the derivative works from that sample. So, to, uh, to my audience here, whether you are a Dilla fan or not, what do you think about this uh, music company suing Jay Dilla's estate for... Uh, the unauthorized use of this 1974 sample. Remember, Jay Dilla passed away in 2006. His album was released a few days before that. 
this company said they started reaching out to Jay Dilla's, uh, you know, people in 2014. So what happened between 2006 and 2014 is my question. You waited eight years or you, you found out eight years later. Um, we don't know why they, uh, you know, they only came, why they're only coming up with this in 2014. I don't know if 2014 was the first time that, um, the song was used on Netflix for Dave Chappelle's special. Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe they were holding off on the copyright infringement claim because Jay Dilla had died and they didn't think anything was going to come of it. But this music company is suing for copyright infringement. So what do you guys think of that? Do you think that this is a smart move by this music company? Should Jay Dilla's um, estate, should the people who handle Jay Dilla's music be on the hook for this copyright infringement from 2006? What do we think? Or should we just let the dead rest? Um, royalties and yoga said, is there a statute of limitations on these issues? So, um, as, as far as I know, um, from, from my, from my experience, you have three years from the date that you discovered the infringement. So if they discovered the infringement in 2014, depending on when in 2014 they discovered it, they would probably have until 2017. I don't know why it's taking them so long. Why is it taking you six years? They say they've, they say they've been trying, they've been trying, you were just trying to type the same? Yes. They say they've been trying to reach out to Dilla's people since, uh, 2014. I don't think that they're that hard to find. Um, King Irie Herbalistic said it's too late, so let that man rest in peace. Okay. But what about this group? right? Don't they deserve, don't they deserve their royalties since their property was sampled? What, what about that? Do they just go uncompensated? Um, Zephyrina said, do they have proof it was their work? Uh, from what I read in the article, they do. It was an album that was actually put out there in the 1974. The name of the band is called the 10 CCs. The name of the album, uh, or the name of the song was the worst band in the world. So you guys can look that up. Um, but, you know, yes, I, I am also of the opinion that, you know, this man's been dead 14 years, give it a rest, but also this group did create this work. So where is the balance, right? What do we do in cases like this? Zephyrina said, let that man, uh, let the man arrest in peace. Yeah. I do think that we should let him rest in peace. Um, you're going to look it up. And I remember I, a few years ago, I read an, or no, I listened to an interview of Jay Dilla's mother. And Jay Dilla's estate actually doesn't, um, does not make a lot of money. Jay Dilla's estate, for a long time, they were, they, they lost a lot of his material. Um, and I think his mom was actually struggling financially for a little bit. So it's not like Jay Dilla left this, you know, huge monetary legacy. So I don't know exactly what this music group is planning to get out of this. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see. So Dilla fans, you know, go send an encouraging word to the J Dilla camp, right? Okay. Do we have any photographers in the audience tonight? If you're a photographer or if you just like taking pictures with your phone, give me a camera emoji. Um, Royalties and yoga said, if they were timely, they should get paid royalties. 
Okay, well, we'll have to see um, what happens because this case has just been filed, so we don't even know if they're going to hear it. Hey, New Haitian, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a minute. All right. Moving on to our next story. Do we have any photographers here? Whether you're, you know, a professional photographer, amateur photographer, if you just like taking pictures on your phone and you know how to use all the filters to make it look really, you know, fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Margaret, for the camera emoji. Now, as we know, we talk a lot on here about photographers' works being misused, infringed upon, stolen, unlicensed, things like that, right? Um, one of the ways that photographers try to combat that is to put their pictures onto um, platforms where they can get their recognition and their just due. One of these platforms is called SmugMug. Okay, thank you, Royalties and Yoga. So Margaret and Royalties and Yoga, um, as the resident photographers, have either of you ever used the services of have uh, either SmugMug or Pixie? If you have used either SmugMug or Pixie, give me an S and a P in the comments. So whichever one you use. Okay, you take pictures. You wouldn't say that you're a photographer. Now, you better than me. I don't take pictures. Um, but my resident photographers, if you have ever used SmugMug or Pixie, give me an S or a P in the comments. Now, what is SmugMug? Um, oh, you've used uh, Pixie Sincere? Okay. So SmugMug itself, SmugMug is a platform where photographers and creatives, they can upload their work onto their platform and people can see who made this and how do you contact them and things like that. Margaret Matthews said she just takes pictures on her phone. That's cool. Um, Sincere39 has used Pixie. Zephyrina has used Pixie. Well, Pixie, what they do is they actually monitor the internet for photographers and make, you know, to see how their work is being used. You use UPIC. Okay. I, I, I don't know what UPIC is, royalties and yoga. Um, but um, photographers delight because Pixie and SmugMug have come together to help you uh, protect your work. Um, Pixie and SmugMug are partnering to help photographers make licensing a lot easier. So on SmugMug now, when you upload your work, there's going to be one-click integration so you can get all your licensing info up on the website, you know, without having to do it, you know, for each and every picture. It can kind of be a group registration. Um, and Pixie is going to uh, establish some more monitoring services to help fight infringement. So if you make money or you want to make money from your photography, you uh, are definitely going to want to check out uh, Pixie and SmugMug because they are out here trying to help you protect your work from being stolen, okay? Now, we all know that intellectual property um, theft is becoming more and more rampant because of technology. So, of course, technology has to catch up. And SmugMug and Pixie, they're on the job. They're out here trying to help you protect your pictures. So if you are a photographer and you... Um, are, uh, and you are, and you think that this is a good idea and you are thinking about using SmugMug, give me a one in the comments. If you don't think this is a good idea, give me a two in the comments. Zephyrina said that sounds like a good deal. It sounds like a good deal to me too. If I can, you know, get that information in there 
and and you know you already have the service in there that will look look out for me instead of me having to you know go around and check the internet because think about how much time you could save if you don't have to be constantly scouring the internet to make sure your work isn't being infringed upon right okay so you guys think that's a good idea i've got i've got ones all right i think it's a great idea too if i was a photographer i would be signing up for smug mug and pixie on today all right all right um so before we move on with our next story of the evening i want to remind you guys that you are watching npl legal disc this is my monday through thursday live broadcast where i teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear to help you navigate these shaky shaky business waters I'm here for you. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today as well as at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. You can download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet, okay? All right. Moving on to our next story of the evening. Thank you for the one, Shanique. Um, how many of you guys, uh, while there have been many stories of, you know, black men being wrongfully killed um, in the news... Does anybody remember the story of Ahmad Aubrey? If you remember the story of Ahmad Aubrey, please give me an AA in the comments. If you remember the story of Ahmad Aubrey, I'm going to give y'all a couple of minutes to get me the initials in the comments. If you remember the Ahmad Aubrey situation, thank you, AP Jackson. Um, I think uh, AP Jackson, you're in Atlanta. So I'm sure you remember that. Dr. Uh, Obed Magni remembers. Cynthia 39 remembers. Yes. So for those, thank you, Margaret Massey. For those of you who may not remember, Ahmad Aubrey was, um, a, a, a thank you, 76 Grim K, was a black man who was running um, in a neighbor. Oh, you live in Dallas? Okay. Thank you, royalties. Okay, you guys remember. So Ahmad Aubrey was a black man who was running, I believe, in Atlanta and was basically stalked by some white supremacists who then shot and killed him, and they also recorded it in the process. Now, um, for some reason, the general public didn't learn about this murder until about three months after it happened, um, and you know, that's when people found out that no one had been arrested, and it started a bunch of protests and, you know, and, and online campaigns to get these murderers arrested. Uh, now since, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's very sad Zephyrina. Uh, now since Ahmad Aubrey's death, you know, there have been a lot of, um, campaigns to try and get justice for him, but, um, not all of them have been sanctioned. Uh, so if you didn't know, Ahmad Aubrey's mother, her name is Wanda Cooper Jones. Um, she is accusing a foundation of misappropriating her son's name for their financial gain. There is a company, a foundation called the 223 Foundation, I, I believe February 23rd, that may have been the day that Mr. Aubrey was murdered. Um, they uh, have been running campaigns you know, in in the name of Ahmad Aubrey, they had something called I Run With Maud, which they did on Labor Day. Um, they are trying to, you know, fundraise and trying to raise awareness for his murder. Um, and Ms. Jones said 
they never got my permission. She said she never agreed for them to use her son's name in connection with fundraising or any of these movements. She said she uh, she said I don't know these founders well, so she doesn't know really know the people in these foundations and she did not want the name of her son to be exploited. Now, um uh 76 Grim K said I read this. Was this a friend of his? Uh the article did not tell me what relation the founders had to Ahmad Aubrey, so I cannot speak to that. I just know that the mother said she does not know these people well. Right? Uh, now, the founders of the 223 Foundation, they said that they have tried to reach out to Ahmad Aubrey's mother to resolve this in private, but apparently she is not interested in that. She does not like the fact that these people are using her son's name without her permission. So I want to know what you guys think about this. Now, uh, the, they have responded and said, look, yes, we are raising funds, but not, we have not had any financial gain. All of these funds are going towards community resources and towards, you know, um, justice campaigns for Ahmad Aubrey. Now, you know, great, great goal, great purpose, all of this. But mom is saying, I don't want you using my son's name for this stuff. What do we think about this, right? Now, Ahmad Aubrey, yes, his name is not trademarked, um, but unfortunately, due to the situation, his name is something of celebrity, right? Um, so even though mom doesn't have any technical, you know, intellectual property rights in her son's name, what do we think about this group using his name without her permission? Um, Zephyrina said the mom of the son in Colorado had a similar situation. Hi, Byron Hood. Yeah. Um, see, and the thing is, I really, I am always supportive of campaigns for justice, but when it comes to, you know, situations like this where people are murdered, remember that they are people. They have family. They have friends, so it's not fair, especially if you don't have that much of a connection. Uh, oh, AP Jackson, you said he was running in South Georgia. Okay, not Atlanta, South Georgia. Okay, uh, but yeah, but it, especially if you don't have a connection to this person, why are you trying to profit? Well, not profit, but why use their name, right? You can create a campaign for justice, but in using someone's actual name, that indicates some type of personal closeness, at least to me. So I don't think it's ethically right to use someone's name, whether whether or not it's trademarked. Uh, Margaret Massey said, I think I agree with his mother. They're playing on people's sympathies for mother. Um, Zephyrina said, I would say, wait, royalties and yoga said, should she trademark his name and then file suit? Um, let me get to that question in a moment. Zephyrina said, I would respect the mom. It's a hard situation. Yeah, um, respect the family's wishes. Um, now, regarding royalties and yoga's name. Now, if, she, if mom would have to have some type of business purpose in order to trademark her son's name. Now, if she was trying to start her own, you know, foundation, maybe the Ahmad Aubrey, Aubrey Foundation, then yeah, she could go ahead and start to trademark that. But again, you cannot just trademark something to keep other people from using it. You have to have a legitimate business purpose. So unless mom is coming out with, um, you know, a business, um, a business premise or a nonprofit or something in her son's name, she doesn't really have a reason to protect his name. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this, and this isn't something that's going to court, but I do think that it's something that we have to think about, particularly in this age where movements can pick up very quickly. All right. Okay. And moving on to our last story of the evening. Um, I'll see if we have a couple of minutes for Q and A. Um, how many of you guys remember when I talked about that vid angel story? Um, if you don't remember the vid angel story, VidAngel is a streaming service where they basically blur out or cut out all of the, you know, too risque parts of films. So if there's like, you know, a sex scene, they'll blur it out. Or if there's cursing, they'll, you know, silence it out. And you you can watch the movies that you want to watch with your family. But if they're a little too risque, this streaming service, VidAngel, will make it PG so everybody can watch. Zephyrina can watch. Remember, now remember, VidAngel, they um, were doing this without permission from these big companies like Warner Brothers and Fox Studios and Disney, all that, all that and they got sued. They, um, they, they got a 62.4 million dollar judgment against them. Now keep in mind, VidAngel had only made about three million dollars in revenue. And, um... They were basically saying, look, we ain't got it. We don't got your $62.4 million, girl. Cut us a break. Um, well, VidAngel has gotten a break. The judge in that case, they have reduced VidAngel's um, judgment against them from $62.4 million to, you know, a, a nice, respectable $9.9 million dollars. Um, now VidAngel, they, you know, they still got a ways to go, but VidAngel also has 14 years to pay back, um, this, uh, this judgment, uh, against them by all of these major studios. Um, hopefully they're able to keep up with the payments, but while VidAngel's purpose was, you know, I guess noble, you know, they wanted people to be able to watch movies with their family without it being, you know, too risque for the kids, or if you have a sensitive family members, you still have to get permission. You can't just start streaming movies. And what VidAngel was doing was buying one movie from the company so they'd get like a a 1099 movie from Target, upload it to their system, and then blur it out, right? Okay, Obed said, Dr. Obed Magni said, they should have known better. Can't censor other people's work without owner's permission. Well, there is an act. There is a federal act, the Family Movie Act, that allows you certain leeway um, with um, editing with editing media. But VidAngel was totally distorting it. I'm not going to go into the Family Movie Act now because I can't find it. But look up the Family Movie Act because there are certain limitations to that. Uh, Margaret Massey said they altered the movies without permission. Absolutely. And and they didn't do it right. It wasn't like you got a license from these companies, right? You bought one copy, you ripped it, you downloaded it onto your server, and then did what you wanted with it. That's not what you're supposed to do as a service, right? Um, so VidAngel, they've, they've got a, their, their judgment has been reduced from 62.4 million to 10 million and they've got 14 years to pay it back. So what do you guys think about this um, alteration in their judgment? Do you think that it, they should have kept it at the 62.4 million dollars? Do you think that this 9.9 million dollars is still too much? What about the amount of time that they have to pay it back? Do you think that that's too much, too little? 
What do you guys think about the judge reevaluating how much VidAngel has to pay back for its copyright infringement? What y'all think? Hey, 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 what y'all think? What y'all think? Um, I think that this was a smart move on the court because it was either that or VidAngel was, was going to have to collapse and Disney and all of those movie houses, they weren't going to get any money. So at least this way, they've got a, you know, a trickle of money coming in over the next 14 years and VidAngel can still stay in business. Shanique Jones thinks it's fair. I think it's fair too. Margaret Massey thinks reducing the judgment was okay. I totally agree because it's like, you can't get blood from a stone, right? You can't get blood from a stone, but if we can reduce it to a reasonable amount and give you a payment plan, you know, we can get you back on track. 76 Grimke said that's a reasonable amount. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, good luck to VidAngel and your payment plan to Disney, Fox, Sony, uh, all Warner Brothers, all those. Hey, Tayomi. Hey, Trailblazing Beauty. Yes, but good luck to uh, VidAngel and uh, paying back that $10 million, Okay. Um, so those were the stories that I had for you tonight. To those of you who came in a little bit late, you can watch the replay um, on my IG, uh, on my IGTV. I'm going to upload it to YouTube. It's on Facebook. Zephyrina said they got lucky. It's a great idea. I wonder why they can't work together to provide this service for G-rated families. It's not that they can't provide it. The issue was that they did not get a proper license. Basically, they went to Target or went wherever, bought a single copy and uploaded it to their service for alteration, whereas they should have gone to these uh, media houses, these media companies, and said, hey, we want families and G-rated crowds to be able to enjoy your work. Do we have permission to stream your movies? And that way, they would have gotten a license so that these media companies, yes, they would get a share of every um, every play that VidAngel provided for their uh, for for their subscribers, but they didn't do that. They said, "Hey, Disney, hey Fox, take this five dollars from this nineteen ninety nine I paid at Target, and that's what you get." As opposed to saying, "Okay, you get three percent of every view that um, that happens on our service." Okay, okay, glad you got it, Zephyrina. All right. So those were the stories that I had for you guys. Do you have any questions? We're a little bit over time, but um, I wasn't on here Monday as well. So I can give y'all an extra five minutes if you want it. But um, if you don't have any questions on business formation, on the stories that we covered, we can end it here. Remember, we had the stories on Dilla and him being sued posthumously for copyright infringement. Uh, we had uh, the Pixie and Smug Mug. They're collaborating to help you photographers protect your work better. Um, Ahmad Aubrey's mother is very upset that there is a foundation using her son's name for financial gain. And VidAngel has gotten a discount on their damages. They only have to pay $10 million over the next 14 years to all of these powerhouse media houses. Um, uh, moral of that story is, is, is get your licensing properly done. Stop trying to go the cheap route. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So... If you guys don't have any more questions, we can break for the evening. I will be back tomorrow with more stories for you guys. Remember, if you have any um, issues with getting your own businesses off the ground, you don't want to end up like the people who, who end up on this show every night. 
get your business life right. Hit your girl up. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Let's talk. Let's figure out how to get you on solid business ground, okay? Um, so this is where I leave you. Come join me tomorrow evening. You're welcome, Obed. Uh, thank you, Margaret. It's always a lovely time to have you guys here. You guys are awesome. Uh, take care of yourselves and good night. Bye.